0: Stop and yeah. What's up family you're listening to the michelle obama experience i'm your host michelle obama today we're gonna be smoking a blunt with jeff bezos <laughs> we're gonna be smoking it down with jeff bezos
1: <laughs> oh we are sponsored by blue chew the only chew for you um get hard get barack hard uh, guys, we're about to prank call Barack. Let's see what old what old uh, stinky pussy's up to. Uh,
2: brr, brr, brr. Oh, uh, hello? hello, hello, This is Barack Obama. Uh, this is how I answer the phone. Uh, who's calling? Um, this is um, the doctor. Oh. Oh hello, uh, my doctor. Yes, hello. Um, guess guess what? <laughs> um, your your wife has uh,
1: cancer.
2: <laughs> oh God, this is um the best day of my life. Wow. Oh my God. Oh, this is so sad that uh, Epstein's dead. I would love to party with him hey, what the fuck man i'm not dead uh michelle goddamn is it is this for your podcast again hey guys what's up welcome to y'all ever folks uh
1: the only podcast made in america with real american podcast host parts every podcast host of y'all ever is made here in america With real robot parts. Real robot brains made here in America. So good that the robot doesn't even know it's a robot. Oh, sure, there's a Blade Runner chasing that robot. That seems a little suspicious. But, no, maybe they're the robot. You know? That's good, sci-fi. Who's the robot? You? Maybe the audience was the fucking robot. Who gives a shit? How about that? Who gives a shit? What if the audience was shit? (laughs) Nope. This isn't lazy sci-fi, folks. I give a shit, and I'm probably not a robot. And this is a comedy mental health program brought to you by me. Not a robot. This is a comedy mental health program all about the universal, super relatable humor of staring into the abyss. Ugh. What is a human being other than a biological robot? Huh? Let's start with that. Hmm? What's th- what's different?
0: <laughs> so here's my
1: problem with transformers, right? It's it's just a planet of robots, so no one made them? That doesn't make any sense. What? The end. Doesn't make sense. No. I'm sorry no who made you <laughs> no pass sorry I don't give a shit what you transform into transform into a fucking logical explanation where did you motherfuckers come from where is all of this metal coming from who programmed you what the fuck is happening <laughs> why is there just a planet of robots what <laughs> It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't... I don't know. Just because it's it's the one thing that implies some sort of thing created it. The only thing that differentiates you from a robot is the idea that you can create a robot. But a robot, when it creates you, it's not creating a robot. It's creating a originator a human I don't know (laughs) does this make sense I feel like this is all gonna be very important very soon we need to come up with certain terms for this to accommodate for our robot overlords okay you think they're gonna feel good that we had Roombas going in our houses no doesn't matter if it was an outdoor Roomba or an indoor Roomba. Doesn't matter. They're <laughs> gonna You're gonna be canceled for having a fucking Roomba. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of explanation of where the Transformers come from. But I, if they're not, I mean, if they don't just tell you, then it's like, whatever, I, I got to dig into the Transformers to find out more. This, this doesn't make sense. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably the laziest. I mean, it is for children. Okay, it is. A, I mean, they led with that it's a toy. Let's make this toy make any sense. Which is like the definition of putting like... You know, the cart before the horse. You know, you've developed this, this toy line that looks cool as shit. And then you're like, what? Who are these guys? What is this world? And now it's like there's six movies with like Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and there's still zero fucking explanation in the fucking 40 years of these characters here. Why is there a planet of robots? Like, <laughs> I've watched I've watched how many shows of this shit and I don't I, I mean I, <laughs> last one I saw was Beast Wars that was cool you know what I'm saying I've watched Transformers I still have zero fucking idea where they come from I've seen the movies fucking building Mark Wahlberg an island off of nothing
0: <laughs> hey Optimus uh, we gotta team up. You and I, we gotta transform, and we gotta drive into these protesters. Come on, we gotta, we gotta take the cop sides.
1: You know he's pro cop.
0: <laughs>
1: it's probably killing Mark Wahlberg to not just publicly scream at people. Just
0: shut the fuck up, thin blue line. He has played
1: five thousand cops. He does benefits for cops. He's a cop. He is a cop. (laughs) He's just like,
0: Uh, come on, come on, Optimus. Come on, you got to do this for me. We got to drive into the protesters. Don't bring, we can't bring Jazz. I don't want to say why, but we can't bring Jazz. (laughs) Jazz is not allowed to come. (laughs) But we got to bring all the Autobots, Optimus. We got to get the cops. We got to take their side.
2: I am not cool with that. Um, that's very disturbing. What? What are you, you siding with them? The looters?
0: What are you wearing, a wire?
2: I am made of wires. I have been made of wires ever since I left my dumb planet. Made of wires. Everything is a wire. Where I come from. Ah, You're talking about The Wire?
0: Oh, it's a good show. The Wire. Oh, and I love to laugh at Family Guy. <laughs> what is this voice I'm doing?
1: If you want to support this podcast, feel free to join the Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash yallever uh every monday there's a new episode put up there and uh for five dollars a month you can support this podcast for less than the price of a sandwich and you get bonus episodes every week plus the back catalog of old episodes from y'all ever and suicide buddies plus i throw on extra content there um there's a lot of songs on there. There's a lot of stand up that I'm putting up there. So check it out. Um it's a nice way to support the podcast and just get some more of uh, whatever the fuck this is. Mm. I personally can't wait for Michelle Obama's podcast. Uh I haven't checked it out. I have no idea if it's out. I just know that it's a thing and it exists. I want her to get deep into conspiracy theories. (laughs) You know it's going to be super into conspiracies. (laughs) How much do you want to bet you will listen to it and learn nothing? (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know. I like that um, that documentary they made about the... What was it called? American Factory. It was about Chinese... uh, companies trying to like open up factories here in america where they were using like chinese workers with american workers and the whole thing was funny because like they just kept you know explaining how americans are terrible at work and don't want to work (laughs) and they never see it through the lens of they're being exploited like, they're like, unions are crazy. <laughs> and that's, like, the whole context I think of the movie. Um, so, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool if, it, if, it, if a podcast was doing stuff like that. I don't think so. I don't, somehow, somehow, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, man. Did anybody else see this shit about the person who was, like, a very vocal critic of... Putin and leading the opposition, I guess, against Putin uh, was straight up just poisoned with a government issued nerve agent.
0: (laughs) This is like the
1: most insane fucking news story. Cause it's not the only time this shit's happened. I mean, but this is like double confirmation of like Putin doing bad shit. And like the news story is almost unfindable. None of my friends saw it. Right away, I had to send it to him. And then later on in the day, when I go to check it, it's like my, my newsfeed is just telling me that it's Keanu Reeves' birthday. Like, I don't give a fucking shit that it's Neo's birthday.
0: <laughs> Who gives a shit?
1: <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> How is that a top story? How is that Ethan in the top story? like at all i don't look up like celebrity shit all the time like that's so crazy and then when i like tried to search it in twitter it was like buried i like just searched russia you would think this would be like the top story and then by the end of the day it was like unfindable and then you have to look up like putin opposition nerve (laughs) like poisoned Shit, the story is so fucking insane, too, because it's like he's not only uh, legit a hit put out on him. His daughter also got poisoned, and somebody dealing with the case actually died, so not them. The hit went wrong, and someone else wound up dead. Then he goes to hospitals, and they're, like, telling him that there's no traces of anything. Like, you know, he basically right away is like, I think Putin's poisoning me. I think it's this thing that's... Makes you feel like you have, like, radiation poisoning or some shit. And he has to go to, like, Germany. And there, Germany, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, like, full of this. (laughs) You're full of this nerve agent. (laughs) That's That's insane, man. When people talk about, like, real power and, like, dystopian versions of a government where, like, you know, up is down, left is right, nothing is true. I mean, like... Putin didn't have to, like, make every doctor in the country lie. He just had to convince a couple doctors to, con- <laughs> to like, tell this guy that he's, you know, he's getting the wrong prognosis uh, from fucking the head of the government is, is influencing this. That's crazy. That's such a gigantic story. And it's like, it really is funny because it's like, I think a lot of times uh, the Democrats and liberals who you know, uh, I'm, I'm (laughs) for, I think there's been like publicly a lot of scorn and anger that there's been this focus on Russia, but the fucking shit is so like over the top, the amount of scandal after scandal that involves Russia. And, um, and then just to, I think it's just such a, like, a miscalculation to ignore them as some sort of threat when they stated that they want to influence our election. Nothing's been done about it. And I I think about this all the time when I really see, like, friends of mine just fighting on on Twitter and Facebook where it's, like, liberal infighting. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's something going on. That I mean, that's part of where, like, You know, if you were a disruptor, if you were trying to like influence and do propaganda, I can't think of a better tactic than making like the Liberal Party just shit its pants for like the two months we have to get our shit together. There's two months where we just have to at least come together on a consensus that Trump is bad. We do not want four more years of this. (laughs) We can't do it. Cannot do it. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Uh, I put my hands up to playing my song. The butterflies fly away. Nodding my head like, yeah. <laughs> Moving my feet like, yeah. You know, you just got to dance. You just got to party. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even that, like, I, I don't give a shit anymore. I just more am bothered where I'm like, Hey, are other people even seeing this? Like that that to me is crazy. Where I, I don't even think I'm like looking up uh special news. I don't know. It was just on The Guardian. <laughs> it's not like a it's not like I'm looking up deep conspiracy sites. This is like on theguardian.uk. This <laughs> is like the only uh you know publication I think so far that I still kinda like. Oh, except Fangoria. I like Fangoria still. I don't even really check um, news, any news sites specifically. And honestly, the last couple weeks now, I haven't had a cell phone. My cell phone broke, and I just haven't rushed to go get a replacement. Because already I was in a state where my phone was driving me crazy. Like, I felt like I was just... Constantly opening up Twitter and doing shit like really weird, where I'd close Twitter and then immediately open back open
2: <laughs>
1: Twitter. <laughs> Do you get me? I'd open it right away. That 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 to me was like this is addiction. This is a low level addiction. Um, I'm being a child, and uh, and it's such an easy like thing to forget that this is um like an algorithm that's just programmed to feed into like your narcissism and feed into your absolute worst you know fears (laughs) that's where i'm like it's so crazy because i'm like i don't think i would say the russia thing i'm like this it would be different if people weren't turning up dead (laughs) you know what i mean there's a, I, th- I really feel like the term conspiracy theory, uh, man, just became so popularized around, like, you know, whenever, the 1960s. And it's just reached a point where it's, like, it's toxic to say it, you know? And all the conspiracy is is two people agreeing to do a crime. That's That's a conspiracy. <laughs> do I have theories that a lot of people, especially people in power, would... You know, be involved in a conspiracy? Yes. But it's also this time where it's like... All news is suspect. Um, And you're also... I feel like I'm worried to uh, stir the pot too much... And get like... People... um, You know, to get the, the, the situation wrong... But then also to spread misinformation. Like, I don't want to be a part of the misinformation. So... Again, it would be different if, like, I feel like I'm losing my mind because it would be different if people weren't dying. But when it's, like, people dying, you're, like, like with the Epstein shit and, and, like, related to, like, everything that's happening here. Like, his case with Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is the one that's in trouble with, like, uh, Russia and all of this money with Trump. (laughs) Like, it all seems to be related and all these people keep dying around it. And I'm not even, like, read up on it. I'm just, that's, I just keep being, like, is anyone else noticing that there's zero explanation for a lot of these deaths Um, other than pretty much tacit agreement uh, these are, like, hit jobs? Um, That's where it's, like, uh, oh, boy. You know, what if it's all fine? (laughs) Grab a Miller Lite. Just for the love of God, open Applebee's back open. Please, open Applebee's. (laughs) Oh,
0: God. That's the thing.
1: I think they're trying to drive us crazy to the point where we'll be so happy to just go to Applebee's without a mask. That will be heaven. (laughs) It's all gone. You won't even be thinking about the pile of bodies (laughs) that were killed. You'll just be too happy. With all the appetizer options. Uh,
2: Who gives a shit one of Putin's rivals is dead? They put a boneless chicken wing on a potato skin. What the fuck? (laughs) I ain't never seen something so beautiful in my entire life. (laughs) America truly is great again.
1: Well, you guys make it all better. (laughs) This podcast is so awesome. If you guys honestly enjoy this podcast and maybe want uh, a group to talk to the facebook group for this uh podcast is super awesome and supportive i think they give a lot better advice uh in general because it's by consensus if you have any questions about medication or things that you want to be doing differently with your depression uh you know all i can do is give my perspective or give my thoughts on how awful the world is you know and maybe you just want to change that up check out the facebook group you know And now let's go to an email from one of you guys. Uh, Thanks for writing in. You guys feel free to write in at any time to y'all ever email at gmail.com. And this is uh, off of one of the prompts that I gave a while back, which was just uh, what kind of hobbies are you guys learning during quarantine? Uh, I think it was y'all ever try and learn something during quarantine? Uh, So here we go. We got a subject line here. Y'all ever almost cut off your leg? Wow, I really hope that someone's hobby during quarantine is not (laughs) self-amputation. That's probably the hardest body modification (laughs) thing I have trouble understanding is limb amputation. Oh, damn. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Willful limb amputation.
2: Oh, boy. It disturbs me so much.
1: I saw a video where someone was talking about how they cut off their knuckle and I was like, why would you
2: do that?
1: (laughs) It makes me want to cry. (laughs) But on the other hand, the minute they're like, we can put an Xbox in your brain, I'm signing up. I'm first in line. So who am I to really judge? (sighs) All right. (laughs) They go on. Y'all ever teach yourself a dangerous hobby? (laughs) All right. Yeah dynamite explosion knife throwing this quarantine i've taken up teaching myself to chainsaw carve no injuries so far but i did have one close call that made me rethink if i really want to end up in a hospital right now (laughs) my instagram is nook.carver where i post my chainsaw carvings and thirst traps (laughs) shit let's check this out What? How sexy? How sexy are we talking about? I don't want to get in trouble with the missus. He goes, uh, I've attached a few photos. Probably not great for the audio-based podcast. But I thought you'd enjoy them. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I work. Whoa. And then they put in all these photos of their work. Whoa. And it starts ramping up. (laughs) It starts (laughs) ramping up. I'm going to put this on the Twitter um, for... uh, this. Maybe I'll throw it up on my Instagram when I post this episode. Oh shit, they made these like little shirts out of wood. <laughs> they, it's not like you can wear them. They're like little, um, almost like uh, ornaments, you know, to look like a shirt. And then one of the shirts is an Iron Maiden shirt. This is so fun. What is this? <laughs> this is so fun. Okay, there's your dog. Oh, next to a giant wood carving of a monster energy drink. This is dope. Holy shit. (gasps) Can I buy the monster energy drink one? That would look great next to my bullshit. (laughs) Damn, this is tight. This is crazy because it's like, this is so distinctly you. Like, I love that you not only are doing art, but it's a type of art that is so unique to yourself and it's like, I guess what I really hate is when you see art and it just looks like, you know, the most generic thing when someone's like, Oh, we'll check out my paintings and it's just landscapes or something that are like super boring and like, you know, like a Bob Ross style. This is fucking cool. (laughs) You made shirts out of wood. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh my God. I'm in love with the monster energy drink can. That's so cool. Damn. How do you even carve a cylinder? All right. So then they go, thanks for all you do. Your podcasts and comedic output got me through a dark summer a few years back, and it's lingering malaise. I go by Nook or Owen publicly. P.S. I also do metal art and sculptures. I used to be a welder, but that's a toxic environment for a queer kid, so I'm glad I got out. Really? Oh, and then another Instagram for... um. Let me check out your first Instagram first. Okay, dang. Oh, this is wild. There's another wood carving that looks like an iPhone. This is so cool. <laughs> These are all great. Oh, there's the thirst traps. I was waiting. Okay, there it is. All right, you're a slut. This is way slutty. <gasps> oh my God, wooden knives. Knives made of wood. This is so cool. And they like look like a folding knife. God, that's cool. Shit. I can't wait to buy one and then the cops can blow me away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, brother. Well, okay. He was reaching for a wooden knife, but he may have been reaching for a wooden gun. So we could have gotten splinters. (laughs) And now here to condemn the actions of Hampton Yunt, Mark Wahlberg in Optimus Prime.
0: (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? (laughs) Remember, uh, cops are allowed to execute you if they think you're going to do a crime ever. In a world where you could possibly do a crime, they are allowed to shoot you. (laughs) My name is Mark Wahlberg, and I endorse public state executions right optimus oh
2: yes
1: (laughs) i guess i'm just remembering there was a one of the transformers that came out uh what was it rise of the fallen falling falling rising rising of the dough falling and rising of the dough um there was I forget what the fuck this movie was. I saw it on a plane and it blew my fucking mind because it's the end of the movie. This is a spoiler alert. There's like a an, an Autobot that's old and he like he just betrays the Transformers, right? And it's like the dumbest betrayal ever, where he's like, "I'm your friend," and then he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm bad." You know, like a one level of deception. And then uh, at the end, Optimus Prime beats the fucking shit out of the guy. (laughs) And then he literally is begging Optimus Prime. He's like, please, you've beaten me. I'm I've learned my lesson. I'll never do it again. And Optimus Prime like legit says something like, bite the curb. (laughs) Like Optimus Prime like legit is just like give my gun a blowjob. And he blows the dude's head off. He just says something so fucking dark. I can't remember what it is, but it's just like,
2: suck my dick. <laughs> and he like blows his head off. And the guy's just like, please, I'm no longer a threat. Suck my dick.
0: <laughs>
1: blows his head off. I remember seeing that and being like, this is for kids, right? Like, what the fuck kind of lesson is this? <laughs> You know, Batman. And you know, as bad as he is as a billionaire, you know, exploiting the working class of Wayne Tech. Uh, you know, he at least lets the he lets the bad clown man live. Damn it! I don't care how many children's hospitals he blows up. Let the clown live. Sorry, not to get political. All right, let's check out this other Instagram. Oh shit. This is so cool. This is like all like cutting into metal objects to make new shapes. Like you cut into a canoe to make it look like a tree. That is so cool. Wow. These are great, man. That really sucks to hear that, uh, the (laughs) metalworking hobbyist community is not queer friendly. (laughs) That's it's like, this looks awesome. This looks great. What about the uh, people who look who like good art community? Are they into you? This is cool. Damn, took a car hood and like made a whole like floral like print. I wish I could describe it better. It kind of just looks like like a fantasy version of like like weeds growing. And it's all, like, made on this hood. This is so cool. Damn. You should be really proud of yourself. I mean, um, I think it's cool that you got into woodworking and that you're trying to branch out, you know. I think the um, the one of the easiest ways to stay happy creatively is kind of just to always be pushing yourself into new, like uh projects but also just like new angles to the creative field you're working in you know like if you're moving in new directions all the time things will continually feel fresh and there's never like really an end because you know something with uh creativity also is like you really need a lot of substance that you can then push through your mental filter you know whatever it is you create it all gets pushed through the filter of you so it's important also to like get into a phase of just like devouring stuff like you want to read a ton and research a ton and then there'll come a time where you want to just create and um i think that's a way to you know uh harness that kind of raw uh talent That's inside of you and you never know where to put it, you know, and also really uh, invest in thirst traps, Um, try and get a photographer, try and get some photo shoots going. Because that's how you're going to show all of those closed minded people in the metalworking community. (laughs) You're going to thirst trap your way to huge Instagram followers and then you'll sell your art. And they'll just be stewing in jealousy. They won't know what to do with themselves. (laughs) Maybe they'll just kill themselves. (laughs) All right. I'm losing it. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, You guys feel free to write anytime into y'all ever email at gmail.com. Tell me what you're doing during quarantine. What weird or just fun stuff are you doing right now? Uh, Tell me how you're killing time. You're murdering time. Let me know. All right. Quick break.
2: What's up, what
0: the fuckers? It's me, Michelle Obama. I decided to solve a murder this podcast. I've been hunting down the clues, figuring out just who did Hillary Clinton kill? I'm gonna get to the bottom of it, gang. Did Hillary Clinton kill? Putin's rival, hmm? Yeah, case closed. Case closed.
1: Um. No further questions. We got the bitch. Um, all right. Let's read another email. This one is more serious, I would say, than the last one. Um, but it comes off of a prompt where I think uh, due to all of the <clears throat> insane news about... <laughs> police brutality and racial injustice, I think uh, one of the prompts was y'all ever talk to your family about racism. So we got a sincere email back. Uh, Looks fun in some places, and I hope it's not, you know, too heavy. But let's get in. Uh, Subject line is the racist parent talk. Okay. (laughs) How to tell your parents you're racist. Got it understood um okay hi guys uh i just want to say right away what a big fan i am of the pod you guys have really helped me find myself in the hardest times i've listened to every episode of suicide buddies and mourned its loss but appreciate you sticking around to do y'all ever good looking out thanks that's really i really always appreciate like sincerely any uh praise about this show you know doing this dumb thing. The fact that it's attracted an audience is mind-blowing. And, you know, you guys are the reason the podcast, you know, exists. You're just awesome. Thank you so much. Um, So they go on. So my parents were both straight-up Nazis at the time of my birth. (laughs) Okay, shit. (laughs) My name is Stephanie S. The only reason for my first name was to make sure my initials were SS. (laughs) Wait, what?
2: What?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, my name's Gus for Gustapo. <laughs> my parents named me Gus because they believe in the Gustapo. Oh, I'm Crystal for Crystal Knock. Jesus, <laughs> what? Like, is that real? Okay, Zam. Uh, so going on, it was all I knew. I thought everyone felt this way and that my parents were normal until I became a teen and started seeing the world through my own eyes.
0: Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Damn, I'm getting like uh, a Prussian blue vibe here. You guys know about that um, that girl group um, that was like uh, Nazi children? There was like a Nazi girl children band.
2: Oh, oh my God.
1: And they rocked. No. <laughs> and they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Prussian Blue is in the Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Oh, fuck, I'm laughing. I'm laughing too much at this. Um, I am really sorry that you were raised by Nazis. That sounds um like a really tough load to bear in that, like, it's so hard to ever tell anyone, I'm sure, right? Like, it's just, like, so much baggage to um, explain quickly, you know? (laughs) You can't breeze by it, Um, you know? And, and, And the funny thing is, I think a lot of times in these sort of situations, like, I at least empathize with, like, it's hard because it's not like you can't talk about those things per se, but it's like, other people seem to have a a sort of freedom to talk about their, their childhoods um, or their lives, you know, when, when you feel like um, you're holding some sort of weight and then you see other people able to express themselves um, about their personal history in a very free way. I just know that that's a very tough uh, load to bear. So, gosh and i can't think of anything more extreme than having white supremacist uh parents uh i do have a friend or two who have had this experience growing up here in california there's actually a pretty strong white supremacist presence here in uh southern california like the desert area just (laughs) they're all over but i don't know they they really attract the desert nazis out here (laughs) does that make sense um Let's see, going back in. When I was 10, my mom made a choice to better herself, a.k.a. stay out of prison. She quit meth and moved us kids to the Pacific Northwest. She eventually met another guy who was far more liberal than her and seemed to change her racist ways for a while. Eventually, that relationship ended and she reconnected with an old boyfriend on Facebook. Fuck, Facebook. You did it again. Here at Facebook, we think Nazis should rekindle old Nazi romances. <laughs> Let's rekindle those ovens. Um, he's a bit of a deadbeat who still wears his swastika tat proudly, and she's right back to her old ways. Whoops. Yeah, maybe it's not so much the boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> It really hurt to watch her regress so much so quickly. Mm. But I really can't get through to her, so I've stopped trying. She refuses to listen to anything I say about anything, much less her racism. Her boyfriend thinks I'm a pinko nutjob. Actually, (laughs) actual quote, LOL. (laughs) I'm fine with it. (laughs) I was going to say pinko nutjob. What century is this person in that is insane that is... <laughs> I heard she learned the Charleston that's fucking beautiful okay well, I'm really uh like blown away that you're uh so on top of it I will say uh like I'm all for people you know, changing over time and learning the error of their ways, but there's only so much time you can really spend on other people's bullshit. And you know, especially now, it feels like <laughs> it's it's like the time of politics is almost done, you know. We've had we've had the opportunity to hear both sides and on one side now, there is evil <laughs> and there is good. <laughs> or at least evil and then slightly less evil. <laughs> I, think, I think we can at least agree there's maybe that. And then people are like,
0: well, they're not the right kind of slightly less evil.
1: <laughs> it's like, what do you want? The fuck do you want, man? You run. I don't know. But, you know, going back, in regards to people changing their ways, you know, it's like it happens every now and then. But for the most part, like, people don't change much. I mean, it's true. And I think um I heard, like, someone give me this advice when I was... uh like a teenager still and working at Papa John's and I was just going through like a breakup or something. And I was so emotionally distraught all the time. And I think I was just baffled by still how like, I was pretty naive still. I was just like, I can't understand people, uh, you know, not doing what I, Planned in my brain, you know, and like <clears throat> and this dude uh who I would hang out with at Papa John's, it was, you know, the Pop pa- <laughs> it was the owner, it was Papa John. Um <laughs> Big Papa John. He was a nice guy, it was cool, he was interesting. Um and he was just like, you know, man, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. And it's Incredibly simple, redneck logic, but it somehow struck a huge chord with me (laughs) and resonated so deeply. And man, it is pretty true that it's like, just people, it's like, don't even worry about them changing. People are going to do what they're going to do. You can't change that person and wait for it to happen or you know hope they learn the error of their ways and it's like you do you you move on and you know i think i needed to hear that at the time was uh don't worry about you know other people uh coming around and uh i think that's an important life lesson you know sometimes it's just like you gotta move on and uh, start building a life for yourself. Um, Well, anyway, going back in. They write, I tend to keep my distance. I've had actual nightmares about having to quarantine with her. What the fuck? (laughs) But even with our contact down to once a month at the most, she still always has something shitty to say. Sometimes I donate to black and trans supporting organizations as a form of passive vengeance when I get off the phone with her. (laughs) hey by any means necessary uh i've been doing that since way before covid times it's like impulse spending for a cause and it also helps to relieve the anxiety she gives me (laughs) i bet that's why a lot of people give to charity (laughs) i guarantee you like even like people donating to like saving the environment it's because they probably like saw their their father like kill a fox in front of them or something. as a child. They're getting over some trauma. Why can't we just pet
2: Mr. Fantastic Fox? Why did his brains have to splatter
1: as you're writing the check and in tear soaked ink? Um, <laughs> I totally know, man, if you've got the money to do it and you could do that, hell yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah who who, you know who knows the difference and that's great um uh um sorry going back in i haven't heard from her since george floyd's death and honestly i'm scared to call her because i know full well that it might end up being our last conversation it's time to make the choice and i can't justify siding with her or letting her get away with her same old victim blaming nonsense yeah now i hear you um it's good to at least um don't rush into anything uh like that too emotionally you know um you're i'm all for definitely like calling out bullshit, but you know make sure you have your um argument together you're in a good emotional state to tackle it you know because believe it or not I mean, since even the time of you writing this, shits just keeps happening in this fucking country. And, uh, you know, I don't really see an end to blowback from the police. Um, I think I said this on the Patreon, but it's like I really realized recently, like the only way they know how to rule is with fear. So I think what we're going to be seeing is a lot of police response to people calling out police brutality. <laughs> you would think that would have the opposite effect, but apparently it's just going to incite, apparently, a ton of violence. <laughs> apparently, it's a very violent phrase to say the police are possibly violent. <laughs> possibly. You know, it's such a difficult question, you know, really. I mean, should we believe, you know, uh, it's two. Should we believe the police when they say that they're not racist? Or should we believe the white supremacist movement, who's talked for decades about the need to get infiltrating inside of law enforcement? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose we could just take people at their face value that they're not racist when you're accusing them of blatant racism. Or we could believe the racist groups who talk about doing this shit. You know, Jesus Christ. Well, it's all going to work out, folks. (laughs) Things will actually kind of work out in a sense. I mean, fucking stop paying them. That'll be a huge change right there. I mean... If we can redirect the money flow to police uh that would that would make a substantial impact uh right away and I get you know that's probably why they're fucking you know going all fucking ape shit is you know they're <laughs> people are demanding that they get paid less right and I mean. T- Uh, they're going in being like these guys are brutalizing us and they're getting paid too much let's pay them less like do you think they're gonna tone down the brutality (laughs) when you say something like that so i think there's gonna be a ton of conversation opportunities is all i'm saying why don't we prepare a nice thanksgiving uh intervention you know and then we'll plan a a possible if that doesn't work out if thanksgiving doesn't work out uh a christmas uh (laughs) detente yeah we can just plan for every holiday a different way that you're probably going to feel like talking to them about uh (laughs) racial injustice i don't know i don't have any uh advice honestly i really don't um Because, you know why? It's so hard to take old people seriously about the racism. I will say. They're old, so they just don't seem like a physical threat. And I think that's a huge problem. (laughs) You know? They can't hold a fire hose spraying down people. They'll fly everywhere. My grandpa.
0: It'll
1: be like a... Balloon with the air gets all let out. Fly around like a cartoon with his silly bones made of noodles. <sighs> Just kidding, folks. My grandfather's dead. He is. All right. I'm going to jump back in. When I was 14, my dad died by suicide. He shot himself in a house full of his sleeping family. I used to tell myself that he probably got past his racism and died a good man, but I know he didn't. He was a terrible racist from a long line of terrible racists, and if he were still around he would be fighting we would be fighting about it right now. Wow. In some ways I'm glad to only have to deal with one racist parent, and other times I imagine myself being able to talk some sense into him and we could have bonded over our anti-racism work, but that's the way grief works, I guess. Wow. You know, the thing is I always do like to make at least the argument to people when they want to be vitriolic to people online that I'm like, you know, if you aren't at least raising these questions to your own family, then it seems wrong to, you know, attack someone else. But I think the thing is that's so hard about family is that you can't choose who they are. And then when, but also, Like, oddly, by that same logic, it's like, if you cut out those people, then you just don't have a family, you know? So, (laughs) it puts you in kind of a... I think it's hard for people because, you know, in the same way people don't want to be divorced or don't want to fail at school or something, they don't want to not talk to their family um, they don't want that to be their reality. And um, I totally understand that. You know, like, that's so primal. <laughs> um, you want to at least maintain how normal the family is. I mean, damn, how many movies have we seen about that? <laughs> husband's a serial killer or something like that and you know he just wants to maintain the illusion of a functioning family and i think that speaks to a lot of us we want to just put on you know a good a good face but it's it's because it's such a huge painful conversation to really be like i think your values are so bad that now there's there's like a problem we're at an impasse you know i can't allow you to be racist any longer in front of me um without me saying something you know at the bare minimum i think that's a big one is like you have to be able to at least speak your mind and speak your truth and uh if you're being silenced with that then i don't see any reason to Pursue a relationship with those people, you know, because then it's just, it's uh, negative, and (laughs) it's not that it's negative, it's destructive. It's, you know, it would kill me to have someone be um, shitting on me that much, you know? And I imagine it would with you, too. So, I think we tackled it. I think we pretty much solved racism in America. Hold on, there's more to the email. Anyway, this got way longer than I meant. Sorry about that. If you want to read this on the pod, you can use my name. It is a little relevant to that part of the story, so I guess name drop uh, consent is implied. If not, it's right here. (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks for being there, and thanks to Aristotle for the solid prompt. Oh, it was Aristotle who gave the prompt. Oh, my God. Uh, shouts out Aristotle, plow plow, solving
2: racism in America, the Aristotle way. He's not a cop, he's actually a cop, hiding as a protester, hiding as a cop. Aristotle. This is Optimus Prime, here to say that Aristotle is probably a cat that can transform into a cop, back into a protester. And back into a cat. I am Optimus Prime, leader of the autoerotic asphyxiation bots. (laughs) We are the autoerotic asphyxiation bots, and we had to leave Cybertron because people frowned upon our way of developing energon. (laughs) The only way the autoerotic asphyxiation bots can achieve Energon is by tying a bunch of wires around their necks. Well, what God created us and why we'll have to tackle in a different series on a different day. Autobots balls out. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much for taking the time to write in to y'all ever email at gmail.com. I want to just keep this prompt going. If you feel like you want to write into the show about y'all
0: ever have a difficult conversation with your
1: friends or family, and, you know, that is a great prompt right there. I mean, I would love to know what's going on, especially right now. It doesn't have to be completely related to the news or anything, but just let me know what's giving you, you know, uh a hard time right now uh (laughs) not that i want to focus on the negative but if you feel like it would be some help to write into the show please feel free you don't have to be a great writer i mean short or long it doesn't matter we're just i'm just so appreciative to have you write in uh y'all ever email at gmail.com Oh, and if there's a song that you think that the group, you know, the listeners to this podcast would enjoy, uh, there is a collaborative playlist on my artist Spotify page. If you go on Spotify to Hampton Yunt, the artist profile at the very bottom, I put up a playlist that's collaborative. Anyone can submit a song, uh, you know, try and keep it to one, but uh, it's the Y'all Ever Listen to Music playlist. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Follow it if you want. Uh, listen to my, mu- you know, <laughs> listen to my comedy. I don't know. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But do write into to every email at gmail.com if you submit a song and just let me know why you think the group would enjoy that song. I put up a Dan Deacon song at the very top. Uh, when I was done dying it's a great song and then later on I put up one other track when a bunch of people have put it up so I don't feel that bad to put up a second track um some people put up like a ton um I put up a song by the group I think it's just one person actually uh the group is called White Sea White Sea uh and I think the song is called They Don't Know and uh It's just like one of those songs that I've blasted so many times while driving and just been crying (laughs) to. It's so fucking epic and huge. Oh man, I just can't uh, like recommend this song enough. There's a really good version on uh, YouTube where she's just playing it on the piano and oh my God, it's fantastic. Uh, i'm a music uh, you know lover i want to hear your tracks i think it's awesome some people put up just Papa roach i don't give a shit put up up something on the playlist and if you like this podcast and you want to support it in a really fun and cool way where i get to make money and this podcast gets to exist check out the patreon patreon.com slash y'all ever for five dollars a month you get an episode every week on mondays you get the back catalog of all the bonus episodes i've made for y'all ever and suicide buddies with uh dave ross and i've put up uh some stand up there i put up my comedy central half hour for download there you know like i'm always putting stuff up to just make it fun and it's a great way to support the podcast. Um, and, you know, shouts out to the Patreon subscribers. You guys are the reason the podcast exists. I totally appreciate you guys a ton. Um, well, holy shit. This has been, dare I say, the third best episode I've ever made. Thanks for being here. Glad you're
0: alive. See you next week. Stay
2: a, podca- <clears throat> A podcast network.